Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Each week, producer Phil, a guest, and I watch a horrible theater release movie. We record our conversation, and then we tear that movie to shreds. We keep it family-friendly, so gather the family around the old smartphone, laptop, or tablet and join in on the fun. Just like all the great Studio DNA podcasts, find the Horrible Movie Podcast at Spreaker.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere podcasts can be found. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that thinks brothers don't shake hands, brothers gotta hug. It's Sifpa. Good Tommy Boy reference. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every Saturday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo! I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. He's Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! And each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. A little bit of a Sift Swift today. Super Swift. So, uh, got mentioning brothers. Got my brother on the line. Please welcome the one and only... Andrew Dicer, mm-hmm. welcome. <clears throat> Hello. I-, I thought we had a- established that I was called Rue. Even though oh, it confused sorry. You, confused you like drastically. Gosh, even I knew that. Yes, I am so sorry, Rue. I know how much you love Winnie the Pooh, and, and that reference exactly. means a lot to you. Yeah. So I totally yes. get Do it. Do you call your mother Kanga? <laughs> I don't. In little Rue. Uh, it is, it's great to have you on. You actually contacted me and said, I want to talk about disenchantment. Both Andrew and I have uh, mentioned it before on the podcast. Um, we both really enjoyed it and, uh, spoiler alert, you may want to bring us down to earth a little bit on that. (laughs) Um, so I'm excited to talk about it, uh, both to kind of go a little bit deeper into it and that kind of thing. So that'll be kind of primarily what this Sif Swift is about. Um, but before we get to that, you may not know this, but Rue here is the one who designed the Summer Sum Game website for Sif Pop. And I wanted to chat a little bit about the Summer Sum Game because 
I know that you've been paying attention to it, and uh, and it's one of those things that's coming down to the end. In fact, when you're listening to this, we will know who the winners are. And honestly, I figured by this weekend, since it's the last weekend, we'd already know anyway. But it oh, is we don't. it is still up for grabs. It is crazy no. how close it is. <laughs> Probably not me though. No, Andrew. No, uh, no, it's not yeah, you. No. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Tag. Spoiler. Yeah, tag tag was not the uh, strong horse you thought it was. <sighs> yeah, tag you're out. Yeah. Uh, so it, give me. I want to hear your perspective, uh, Rue, on uh, the mm-hmm. summer sum game and kind of how you've watched it progress. And you know, and the site is awesome, by the way. You deserve huge props for that. It has the box office at the top, uh, ever adjusting leaderboard that you know tells you how much you know somebody's jumped up or jumped down. Then you can check the individual you know picks and see where their points come from. So it's good stuff, but as you've watched it, what is, what is like your perspective been? I wish I would have played it. That's been my perspective. Yeah, considering you, you think you would have won. I, uh, no, I don't. Um, but I I've been up like checking this site way too much. So <laughs> at least four times a day, I'll like refresh, and then I also will check like the box office page as well because. Um, this only the site only shows the top ten, um, and we need to see where number eleven is. Because right, eleven is is gonna is a big deal right now. Yeah. Um, so I don't actually I don't have Mojo open. Hold on. Yeah. Well, I can tell you I checked this morning, um, mm-hmm. and you can open it up and, and see. But they had the Friday estimates in there. We're recording this right. on a Saturday, so the only days left for these movies to make money are today, tomorrow, and Monday. The full right. holiday weekend will finish off the summer, right? So Correct. the game won't the game won't end on until the scores on Tuesday become official opposed to uh speculative. Right. Exactly. Yes. And there are still re- there's really two races that are still up for grabs. Oh man. <laughs> um but there's there's it's really coming down to the Meg versus Mamma Mia. Is the Meg going to break into the top 10 in Chomp Mamma Mia? Is it really doing that good? Yes, it really is. Oh, man. (laughs) So the reason I laughed, the reason I laughed is I just checked, and the Meg currently is at 112 million. Yep. And Mamma Mia is at 116 million. Yeah. At the rate the Meg's been catching, I I don't see how it doesn't pass Mamma Mia. I, I, I it looks very. It looks very likely that the Meg will come in at number ten. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see. I don't see the Meg passing Ocean's Eight in time, but I do see the Meg passing Mamma Mia. And I also the other the other race is Ant Man and the Wasp passing Solo. Right. Um, Ant Man's at two hundred twelve million, and uh, Solo's at two thirteen. Yeah, less than or just over a million separates them. Yeah. Yeah. What position uh, currently is Solo right now? Solo's in fifth Four. right now. Oh, fifth, yes. Yeah, Solo's in fifth right now. Ant-Man's in sixth right now. So they would swap. I had Solo pretty low. I didn't think it was going to yeah, do you, that good. You, you, that will actually get you points if that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really down to the wire. Because it, they're making such low numbers, mm-hmm. it's really hard to know how much Ant-Man's going to make this weekend and if it'll be able to pass Solo. Well, I took my dad to go and see Mission Impossible Fallout, so that's even more money going to that movie, <laughs> which is probably like what number two? No, no, Mission Impossible is at number seven right now. What? Yeah. Yep. No way. So, so here's the here's the interesting thing. For a while there, I thought we were going to end up in a four way tie for first scenario, 
but that would require Mission Impossible beating both Solo and Ant-Man. Well, it should. <laughs> it just doesn't I, have time. I, I thought it would, too, but it doesn't. It's at 198, uh, almost 199. So it's caught. It's caught up a lot, but it just isn't going to have enough time to pass them. When all is said and done, I bet it makes more domestically than both of those movies. Um, I bet it ends up in fifth uh, once all is said and done after the contest is over. But during the contest, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to get there. The other thing that I did not think was going to be a possibility, but in in a weird scan of events for the next three days actually could, is that Crazy Rich Asians... Could crack top ten. Could, not only that, mm-hmm. could catch the Meg if it's on fire this weekend. They're predicting was, it to be at 120 by the end of the weekend. And the Meg is predicted to be around 125. So, I mean, Crazy Rich Asians is making a play at the last second here to kind of be in this. And I will tell you, I haven't, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I know somebody did pick Crazy Rich Asians to be in the top ten. So that would drastically... Uh, boost their score but i don't yeah. know where they're at or i mean had i prepared for the crazy you saw all the different thing all the different scenarios i ran right yeah yeah crazy crazy rich agents wasn't one of them so. <laughs> well because it made it's made it made i mean it barely dropped in its second week and it's going to increase in its third week it's one of those kind of movies that the word of mouth is like pushing it up not down which is very rare the only i like titanic was that way uh, Avatar was that basically James James Cameron movies are that way. Yeah, <laughs> but well, uh, but yeah, I, it, I didn't see it coming. I don't know much about Crazy Rich Asians, but isn't it like uh, it's good romance? Isn't it just like a romantic it's drama with a little comedy thrown in? Yeah, yeah, but it's pretty good. It's really you know good. What, you know what it's really like. We the, the box office and the the whole thing reminds me of uh, my big fat Greek wedding. It's very similar to that. My Big Fat Greek Wedding did the same thing where it debuted, you know, decently, and then it just kept having high weekends and, and grew and ended up being like, you know, a, a huge monster hit. So, and it's very similar in that it's, you know, there's a lot of cultural aspect to it. And I don't know, so it's, it's a, a rom com. So, yeah, it's interesting that way. Okay. Interesting. All I, I haven't seen it. I watched the trail for it. So we thought of, we talked about going and seeing it. And all I thought was that guy was a big jerk for not telling his girlfriend that his parents were super rich. Like, yeah, no, for real. Just like threw, threw her into it, like into the deep end. That just seems really jerky to me. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. Uh, although overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, okay, so we, so we are so off track right now. That's fine. That's it's. Listen, it's a Sif Swift. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, so that means if the Meg cracks number ten, mm-hmm, yours truly. Mm-hmm. Gets the win, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. yeah. No matter what, no matter any other scenario, as it long was as your th- dark horse, wasn't it? No, it was my number ten. Oh. I had it at number ten. What was your dark mm-hmm. horse? I my I forget what my three are. I could check it, but what's interesting about my picks is I will never pick this good again. Like everything that that <laughs> happened uh, in my brain, exactly the way I thought it was going to happen. Except Deadpool did better than I thought it was going to happen. I told and you. And Solo did worse than I was going to happen. Told other you. than that, like in my brain, I was like, should I put 
put the Meg at 10 because it comes out in August. It's going to be really hard for it to, you know, build that money. I was like, you know what? Nothing comes out else comes out in August. It's going to own August if it's any good. And that's exactly what happened. Like everything else flopped. Happy Time Murders flopped. Uh, the Kin and whatever else, the Operation Finale both flopped, you know, and so it's just gobbling up all the dollars. I'm glad to hear that Happy Time Murders isn't good because <laughs> I didn't want to go and see it anyway, so now I don't have to. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, your biggest your biggest uh, mess up, and the same mess up a lot of people made, tag? was Skyscraper. Oh, yeah, no, I had Skyscraper at number nine. Nothing. Right. And you should have had Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, I totally and, missed on Hotel Transylvania. I don't know why yeah. I didn't think about that being in the top ten. Because it, they're terrible. Well, I'm they so, are terrible, but still but there was... people love them. Yeah, exactly. Do they really? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. I thought they, that they people... absolutely love them. I thought people would be like, no, 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 we're just going to take our kids to go see Incredibles 2, and that'll be their animated movie for the summer. Yeah, it, it came out enough after Incredibles 2 that, you know, it was kind of the family movie to go to towards the end of the summer. And I just didn't think about that happening. Um, but yeah. I thought Christopher Robin would be there before Hotel Transylvania. Well, I mean, Christopher Robin did end up like in the top 15, I think. Yeah. Um, so I still need to go see that. I hear it's actually pretty good. So it it looks like I'm, I'm going to win. Go ahead, uh, Rue. I'm oh, sorry. Your dark horses were Tag, Hotel Transylvania, and Sicario. Those were mine. Mm-hmm. So oh. I will I will get at least one point for Hotel Transylvania. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How did Sicario um, do? Probably not that good at the box no, office. No, not good at all. No. That's a shame. I think, I think Will You Be My Neighbor did better. Oh, that's... Than Sicario? That's awesome, if that's true. Actually, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, I can look it up real quick. It's very easy I, to well, look I, up, so... Yeah, I have it up, but I'm, I'm not seeing it. Uh... Awesome. Sicario came in at number 20. Uh, or no, uh-huh. actually number 21. 21. Yeah, number 21. And Once You Be My Neighbor came in at number 32. So that was not true. But. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but still, 32 for Won't You Be My Neighbor is very impressive. 20, 22 million? You never, really ex- you never really expect to see documentaries crack in box office. Unless right. it's like March of the Penguins or something. Yeah. It's typically one every 10 years. Yeah, it seems like there's a good documentary that people just kind of flip out for. Whenever Morgan Freeman's narrating, um, the if me, if the Meg somehow does not catch Mamma Mia or Crazy Rich Asian catches them both somehow, um, then then things will be different. Uh, if it's Mamma Mia in tenth, I know that Jake wins, but I have no yeah, I, I have no idea if it's Crazy Rich Asians who's going to win then. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. I know some people had them on there. And I what's interesting is if you were to take the Well, I mean, right now Jake is killing it. He has 88 points if everything stayed the same yeah. right now, which is insane. Yeah. 88 out of 100 points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> No, he's killing it. Um What do I have 22 if that? Andrew, you have uh, 56 points. You know what? That's way better than I thought. <laughs> you're you currently last amongst the gurus. Yeah. And in how many played this year? There were eighty some. Uh, I think there's sixty three on the site. Yeah, sixty three. So I added another twenty. So you were fifty fifth out of sixty three. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, you know what? I I haven't. Ch- I'll say this: I haven't checked the website in a long time because I knew how bad I was doing. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't want to see. I don't want to see 
how I don't want to scroll, continue to scroll down to see how right. terrible I'm doing. Yeah, you had Christopher Robin and Tag both in your top ten. Tag, you had at number five. Five. Yeah. Um, and then you. Thanks, John Ham. You had Hotel Artemis, Alpha, and Upgrade as your three possible um, dark horses, and none of them came through. So nope. And everything else wasn't too bad. I mean, like out of De- all those, I'm surprised you upgrade had Deadpool didn't. at number two, and you know that didn't happen. I think it ended up at number four. Yeah. Um, I and, should have had Incredibles 2 at number two. Yeah. So, but there you go. Um, what's interesting is if you take the, uh, what's the word? I can't even think of it. Bird. It, <laughs> yes, the bird's the word. No, mathematically, when everyone picks the same thing, I don't know. Whatever. Majority. Yes, if you take what people picked for the majority at each position, that person, which I just put in just to see what would happen, yeah, yeah. is that is actually in fourth place. But <laughs> the majority, the majority of people also had skyscraper, so that's what what killed it for them. But the like, if you took the majority, you took the mass of everybody and put it together, uh, they're actually doing really well. They have like seventy six points. And I think if the Meg. Um, does end up at number 10 like it looks like it's going to do. I think I end up beating uh, Chris from CinemaSins by like two points. I think that's the... Is the isn't that right? Because he didn't have Mamma Mia in, in 10th. He had Tag in 10th. Um, I, don't, I don't remember what Chris has. I know you beat Jake by two points for sure. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know where Chris ends up. All I know is if right now the only way you don't win, and I, I hate saying that, but the only way you don't win is if um, Cra- uh, Crazy Rich Asians gets top ten. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. That's even that seems almost more likely than Meg not catching Mamma Mia, right? So like, and that if that's what I'm saying, not being able to check um, quickly, like there could be a possibility that if Crazy Rich uh, Crazy Rich Asians makes top ten, that it makes a multiple tie. Uh, because I know that if, if I know that Jake and Chris Breckenridge uh-huh. have very, have very similar, if you look at their picks, except he had Disney's Christopher Robin in 10th. So he's already missing it, but he's sitting at 78 points. If you take out, uh, Mama Mia, Jake loses 10 points and gives him 78. So there's just a lot of tie possibilities coming. If Mamma Mia gets bumped out, the reason you win is because you have Megan Tenth. That's right, I did. <laughs> so, so if if it's Crazy Rich Asians that ends up being the the number ten spot for the game, then it, I have no idea. It could be so many. It it could also be another four way tie for all I know. Well, it's going to be fun to see it happen. As you're hearing this, you could already go look it up and see what happened. Just go to sifpop.com/slash/summersum. Uh, and see it, um, and we will talk about it more once we're back, and and kind of and and give the winner their time. Because by the way, if I win, whoever comes in first place for the non gurus will also still quote unquote win. They'll still be able to you know have something said on the podcast. So yeah, so that's up for grabs as well. So exciting stuff to see. And thanks again, uh, Rue, for putting all that together for us. I think it's cool that we are so close to the end, and we still don't know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought for sure we'd know by now. Also, keep your ears open. We will be doing another uh, Oscars contest. We're thinking about blowing it up this week, uh, this year, or blowing it out, I should say, is probably the, the phrase to use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> blowing it out this year. Kaboom. <laughs> uh, maybe even doing like a, a, a party and give you a chance to kind of peek in on our Oscars party. And, now, and, there's one I feel comfortable winning. And, uh, and live updating the results as they come in on that. So keep your ears open for that. We'll announce more details as it comes in. Uh, you guys ready to talk some Disenchantment? Yeah. So Disenchantment is the latest from the team behind The Simpsons, Futurama. Um, when I say the team, obviously there's a lot of people yeah. involved in all those things. Matt but Groening. Matt, Matt, is it Groening or Graining? Uh, I, maybe I'm saying it wrong. But uh, he yeah. got MG. I, yeah. Yeah, he goes by Graining, I thought, because I thought yeah. I read in a old like Wired when Futurama came out that it, he gets frustrated yeah. all right <laughs> we'll, fine graining matt graining we'll, we'll try not to frustrate you matt uh I all i know all i know is that his initials are on homer Simpson. that's thing. right his ear and the hair above his ear are mg yep. yeah absolutely uh it's so, also it's also with david x cohen i just thought that should yes he was also with futurama so yeah and uh those are two of my favorite shows of all time uh there's plenty to be said about the simpsons going downhill those kind of things and you know, when you're on the air for what is it now, 29 seasons or whatever ridiculous amount Something it is. Something like that, yeah. Um, you know, that can happen. Futurama had a couple lives, you know, come and go. In fact, even recently, they were on a podcast where they did an episode on a podcast, which I still need to listen to that one. Uh, so, you know, Futurama is kind of still in the consciousness, but this is on Netflix. Uh, I believe, was it a, is it an eight episode? Ten. Is it a 10 episode season and just kind of the same? Sense of humor, same puns, different things like that. Uh, brand new characters in a fantasy world. Um, so what do you guys think of it? Let's just start it off with like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay. What did you think, Rue? Oh, starting with me. I Just okay to, what was the one after that? <laughs> liked it or disliked it? Which direction? Uh, right. Uh, well, I'll say it was just okay to liked it. Okay. I really and- liked it. Like, almost loved it. I'm going to go ahead and say loved it, even though there are definitely flaws in my brain that I can go with on it, but I just, I enjoyed watching it so much. The only reason why I can't say I loved it is because the first two episodes kind of, it didn't really pick up the pace like immediately like Futurama did, you know? Again, we're only one season in, but I think by like, you know, episode three or four, there until episode 10 are great. Oh, it's so funny. I love all of these characters. And that's what made Futurama so successful is even like the background characters and stuff you just fell in love with. Yeah, I think my the main thing I'm going to talk about for positives is the thing I love about the Simpson Futurama disenchantment shows is it's about casting voice actors to do voices. Yeah. And I, there's there's just something about somebody whose professional job it is to create character with their voice doing animation that is so much better. Not all the time, because, by the way, some famous actors actually do good voice work, but I just mean in general, this is what they do. And so when you've got um, you know Maurice Lamar and and John uh, DiMaggio, John DiMaggio and Billy West and oh you got you got to say Billy West. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't. Dave, what you got Dave Herman? You've got Maurice. Lam- you said Maurice Lamar. Right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I mean they're they 
it's packed. It's the same people, and they're all so talented. So yeah. that I mean, that is for me one of the best parts as well. Sorry, Andrew, didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you said exactly what I was going to say. So perfect. Um, so that is the main thing for me is in the main reason I do buy into the characters is because they're so well realized vocally, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I feel like they're so well understood. Um, any other positives, uh, that you wanted to mention? The humor is, it's just right up my alley. It's like, it's what I grew up with. You know, I grew up with Simpsons and then, then Futurama mm-hmm. and then it just feels like a continuation of my comedic, you know, like upbringing just brought back to me because, you know, Futurama's been off for how many years now? Like since when I don't know the second run when the second run ended. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. So it coming back, it just feels like, oh, yeah, it's like that style of, you know, animation, that style of comedy. It just never left. So it feels. Like, everything's just back home, and I love it. Yeah, there's a satirical edge to it that's different than a lot of comedy. You know, there's there's something going on that feels, at, at times, maybe more sharp. You know, there's just, there's an edge to it that's that's interesting to me. Um, that when I started watching Disenchantment, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is, it's like, there's a whole different tone to this comedy. Yeah. Um, add to that the fact that you have these visual sight gags that are constant throughout. You know, it's not a show. You would think this is the kind of show you could multitask. You know, maybe do something on your computer. And not really. Not not if you want to catch the, like, the humor yeah. that's going on in the background with the signs or just different, you know, gags that are happening. Um, I was like, oh, no, this is this is one I have to zone into because that stuff is just, I mean, that stuff makes me sing. It's you the know? bread and butter. For me, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Rue, did you have any uh, po- other positives you wanted to mention? <laughs> Tress McNeil, she's yeah. great, she's so good. Um, I honestly, uh, I I like the art style. I like the the Matt Groening art style. So I feel like that translated well for the show. Um, he does. He does really interesting original characters in my mind. Because when you think about The Simpsons and you think about Futurama, you can think, well, you can tell they're connected, but not. And it's the same thing with Disenchantment. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell the same hand has come up with these these characters, but they still feel original. And I think that's something to be said. Yeah, it's something like you can tell the same art style was made for Bart Simpson as for Bean. But all the characters are so unique in their design that you can easily place them. And I think a lot of that has to do, obviously, with, you know, the different times and sets that these are taking place in future, present day, and then, you know, ancient, medieval, uh, fantasy world. That just makes it easier, but still. I also feel like, and I don't know if this is a result of releasing all 10 episodes at once, if kind of the next Netflix model, those kind of things... I feel like even more than Futurama, um, certainly more than The Simpsons, there's a real cohesiveness of narrative between the 10 episodes that I I haven't been used to. You know, Futurama and Simpsons have cohesiveness for sure, Yeah, but, but the episodes are standalone, you yeah. know? And it, it really felt like this was telling a season-long story, and even more than a season-long story. Like, I feel like, you know, we were introduced to some characters just kind of in asides 
that are going to play a larger role down the line. That's interesting to me that it's trying to be narratively something bigger, too. You know what it actually reminds me of? It's like Matt Groening, even though there's no A in his last name. <laughs> um, I hope it's. I hope I'm wrong too. I hope it is. Grim. It's G R O E N I N G. It's there's no A. Um, so it feels like he just got like John DiMaggio, Billy West, Nate Faxton, all these people together, and they just had a tabletop role playing game. And like, however it you know ended up, they just adapted that into this story. You know, yeah. Like you could tell Abby Jacobson's just like. Yeah, my character's going to get drunk all the time. And then uh, Eric Andre... Oh, by the way, Eric Andre's... I don't know if him, uh, Lucy, or Elfo is my favorite character in the show. It's really... It's up between those two. Yeah. Bean's great, or the laughing horse. Even though he was only in one episode, (laughs) I think that's the funniest thing of the entire series, is that laughing horse. Oh, man. Uh... Yeah, I think uh, I think character-wise, I think they picked a nice team for us to get to know to you know together, and how they play interact together is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there, uh, guys. I'm holding my tongue. You go for it. This, no, right? no, go for it. You can go you ahead. I'm holding. Go ahead. Go oh, into it. Man. Okay. First, first of all, I didn't really like the story arc um because it felt to me that the story arc didn't start until episode six or seven so episode one you meet everybody and then there was pretty much wasted time in my feeling to then get to the story arc and end where it ends where if you had for me had you not done those episodes in the middle and continued from like six to ten but just made it two to whatever and then had episodes after that it would have been great, but it felt like the show just dipped drastically for me. And I feel part of that reason is I do not like these characters at all. Oh, at no. All. Like there is very, I tried and trust me, I, I, I tried, but there seems to be no good people in this universe. Like there is not a single person in this universe to me that has like a lot of re- like any redeeming qualities. Elfo. <laughs> You gotta love Elfo. I don't think Elfo has redeeming qualities. Elfo is someone who lies to about having a girlfriend and gets a poor woman kidnapped. Like there's very few things about the, the characters in this show that I find to be that I want to root for them. Like that to me is why I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, your main character is nothing but a rebellious alcoholic who just keeps having good things happen to her. Like. And bad things, granted, but it's just like I, I never when bad things happen to her, I don't feel like oh no, I feel like okay, it's what you deserve. Like it's not <laughs> the feeling, it's not the feeling that you want when you're watching the show for me. No, um, and, it, and it's not the it's not the feeling that I came away with either. Uh, it, it, Bean certainly deserves a lot of what comes to her, but I get the feeling she's being both portrayed and. Um, and narratively, given the story of, you know, finding growth or finding meaning or trying to figure out, you know, life. Um, so, like, I'm, I am rooting for her. I'm with you that she's, you know, uh, making poor decisions and, you know, not necessarily uh, the kind of person I would want my children to be or want to emulate or that kind of thing. But for and I don't s- think she has to be a role model. It's right. a, it's a cartoon character, and you know Matt Gr- Grayoning, uh, <laughs> he 
he's always laughed that cartoon characters are supposed to be like role models. So, you know, he there's it's why Lucy smokes. It's why there's a lot of drinking because he thinks it's funny. Bender always having a cigar and drinking is an is another one of those points. It's something that he's he said all over the or if in you, his past shows. If you look at any of his shows, maybe Lisa and Marge are like the only good characters in his show. Homer's not a good dad. Homer <laughs> is an abusive alcoholic. An under, understatement. Yeah. Uh, Bart's not a good son. I mean... But yet you always get the idea, especially in those early episodes of The Simpsons, that that there's growth available, that you're still rooting for them because... Well, when you start at the bottom... Yeah. Well, maybe that's the point, you know? (laughs) And, you know, that's what's happening here. Bean, Lucy, and Elfo, you know, they're starting at the bottom... Lucy is a demon. I'm not I was looking. Say, there's, there's no, there's no arc for Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. Uh, I think that Lucy there's could. An arc for Lucy. I honestly think that Lucy is going to end up being like the, re, it's the rebellious demon. Like he's rebelling against. It's very much a Bender character. You know. It, yeah. It really is that. You know. Everything I do, everything wrong, everything bad. But then every once in a while, I, I, yeah, Lucy's going to have some. Moments. There's something that happens at the very end of. Uh, this season that you see Lucy go, who did that? And you could just see like, oh, he's starting to care. You mm-hmm. know, he's starting to care about some things. So I'm with you. I think that we're going to see some pretty interesting growth out of Lucy. And yet some of Lucy's lines, nonchalance about murder and death. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, some of that stuff is the funniest stuff Yeah, in the but, season. But point being, for me at least, is that, I because I agree with you, because I did start enjoying the show more the later it went, which is something I think is probably very common. Yeah, uh, A lot of people will be like, oh, I didn't really like it, but I stuck with it and I really liked it by the end. I think you'll hear that a lot. Um, and I think the problem for me is, yes, there are these arcs that are happening, but they didn't happen soon enough and then it's over. Like, Because obviously we're not going into any spoilers, but like, it's just... It, the pace was not there for me, and so I spent most of the time, especially until things started picking up and they started trying to weave in the different narratives that they'd kind of popcorned in in other mm-hmm. episodes. Um, I just spent the whole time going, "I okay, so you're swallowing drunk fairies now. I get it. Hilarious. It's like the worm <laughs> in tequila. You know, it's yeah, like, it is just, hilarious. Connect with it. It is hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't know." I just didn't connect with it. What was um, the what was the live action like medieval times musical parody slash satire that had a Spamalot? that ran a couple seasons just a couple seasons ago? Uh, what was that? I thought it was really funny. This reminds me a lot of it, but it was live Wait, action. Say that again. Live action musical. Yeah, it was a musical. Some of the musical on numbers. Television. Yeah, on TV. Yes, I know what show you're talking about. We watched all of it, but I can't think of the name. Uh, it's so funny. Um, it's a, it's the person's name, whatever the show is called, is the main character's name. Oh yeah, you're at, uh, Gala Gallivant, Gallivant, I think. Gallivant, yeah, yeah, Gallivant with two seasons of Gallivant. If you haven't seen Gallivant, never uh, heard of it. Um, that is something. It, if you enjoy this, I think it has a lot of similarity to Gallivant, which is hilarious. It's a quirky show. It is. Yeah. It is a very court. You, I, I. There are not a lot of people that I feel comfortable recommending that show to. 
because it is just a very quirky show. Well, I mean, it was written like the music was written by Alan Menken. Like, I mean, it's it's got pedigree behind it. You know, it was good. Timothy Oman America was not ready for it. No, (laughs) no, no. Well, in the whole the whole first episode of season two is about how they can't believe that. Like, there's a whole song about how they can't believe they they got a season two. Um, But yeah, it's very self referential, very meta uh kind of fun stuff so i like this cast yeah it's just consider that a little bit of inserted buried treasure for the sif swift episode nice check out gallivant anything else we want to say about disenchantment before Um, we finish out i didn't like yeah i'm still i'm not done oh go (laughs) hey rip into it man i didn't like the jokes either how do you not like the jokes there uh, it it started getting so lazy the writing started getting so lazy Shame I'm sorry. on you. Shame I, on of you. Of course I loved of course I loved the little background jokes. There are still jokes in it that are like gonna be funny. I'm uh-huh. going to laugh. Yes. But the writing to me got super lazy. There was at no point by the time I got to the last part that I didn't know what was going on or what was gonna happen next. Or what and I'm not even talking about just the plot. I'm talking about the jokes. It seems to me that they have you know how you're talking about how you like the humor of Futurama and the humor mm-hmm. of The Simpsons and that humor is here? I agree because it is the exact same pace, time, and joke. It just it, To me, it is old, and I know what's about to happen. I know when they're going to linger on a joke for five minutes because they think it's funny to keep a joke going. I know when the joke is going to have a silly pun. I know it like and, – and a lot of it, I mean if it's good, it works. And it just didn't work for me because it wasn't good. Like that's just, you know, how that these are why I struggled with it. Yeah. Is because I didn't like the characters and all the jokes seemed very lazily written to me. So you you didn't think the humor worked, you didn't like the characters. Yeah, I can see why maybe you didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> like, yeah. like why it was a struggle. And the thing is, I, I enjoyed it because I enjoy I think there should be more stuff like it. Uh, the problem is there isn't, so this is all I have. Well, it also – w- go ahead. I was just saying it's not like I can go and look for a lot of different fantasy realm. You know, uh, I think a good comparison would be when um, – Harmon Quest. Yeah, I was thinking Harmon Quest. Harmon Quest, but even a good comparison to what Disenchanted is um, would be Futurama when they did the three movies. It wasn't – it was the third oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bender's Quest. This would be a perfect example because they've already the same writers, the same voice actors. They've all gone to this realm before. Um, and I felt that Bender's Quest was way funnier uh, with its jokes and timings and with the story they were telling than this one. Because that one was more of like a D&D kind of story in Bender's Quest. I don't yeah. know. I just for me, the, it just it fell very it felt very like the prom the prom queen who's now 45 but still wanting to relive being prom queen that's how it felt to me ouch oof um i yeah Sorry, I, I know you were prom queen i didn't mean to like yeah no that's all right I, my prom queen days are behind me uh, i don't i don't reminisce about them too much uh no i i just i disagree obviously i mean all you got to do is have a poison shop named little seizures and i'm i'm in for good I l- I literally <laughs> turned to my girlfriend when that came up because that is that is good. And I laughed really hard at that. I had so much hope for the rest of the show because that's episode one. Uh, I looked and I said, my brother loves this show now for this one. <laughs> yep. Show. 
Yeah. For this one joke. I looked at her and I said that. I said, it's, it's sold for him. That's right. I mean, and there, other things that made me laugh were after I liked the payoff joke. After Bean couldn't do anything, she can't. She's so bad, she'll never be a professional anything. And the whole Hansel and Gretel thing. Yeah. The joke that killed me was they were like, oh, now I can go back and get my sister who I keep, take care of upstairs. I, <laughs> I, lost, I lost it. That was hilarious. That was good timing. I didn't see that joke coming. There you go. Um, so there are, you know, it wasn't, that's why I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I liked it. And over time, I'm sure I'll like it more. Uh, just for me, this first season was a lot of sitting around. Like, to me, it felt like, oh, how many episodes do we have to make? Ten. Okay. Well, we've got five. All right. <laughs> well, let's make those the last five and try to fill in the, the gaps in between. Like, it just didn't feel like... I don't I could go on. If we weren't doing spoilers, I could show you why. Like, with MacGuffins and all the other things, the, the why I felt the writing was lazy. But since we can't spoil, I will just leave it at that. That... Uh, to me, it felt like a watered-down version of the things that I liked. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry that that was your experience. I'm glad you liked a little bit of it. Hopefully, it'll pick up for you in the next batch that they uh, they send out. Because they're doing, they're doing um, like technically, this is the first part of season one, and then they're releasing the second part of season one. Is that my understanding? The kind of thing Netflix is doing now? Honestly, I didn't know. I because really don't know. Because that's what they did with like Kimmy Schmidt and uh, some of the other comedies. Is they released a chunk. And then they At what point do we chunk? stop calling things seasons? I don't because, know. It's interesting, right? Because we're getting to a point. You can't say, "Oh, this is season. This is first part of season one." If you're, t- you know, it's kind of like how television now takes mid-season breaks. It, like, no, you you essentially just gave me a season. Like in my mind, yeah, um, yeah. Because seasons are no longer twenty-four episodes long. You know, so I I don't know. When do we just start? What's the new nomenclature? We should start it here and now on Sif Pop. Well, we could go to the British nomenclature, which is series. Um, you know, so series, series one, one, series two, two yeah. So whatever doesn't was, matter. It's just a way. Was it's, less, it's just, was less exciting than I was hoping. It's just, it's just a way of you know organizing it in our you know our files. That's all it's for. It's yeah, just, right. It's just organizational. Uh, well, there you go. Disenchantment, a couple of hearty yeses, and one um, adamant, emphatic no. Emphatic no. Uh, so uh, you but make. Not, hold on. Watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch whatever series they give me next. I'm going to watch it. But it's just, I'm not, I'm just not thrilled that I'm going to watch it. <laughs> if that's not a ringing endorsement, <laughs> I don't right. know what that's is. That's going on the cover art uh, whenever yeah. they release it. <laughs> That's I don't want to watch it, but I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not thrilled. Uh, so, so yes, so Disenchantment is on Netflix. Ten episodes, if you want to check that out. I think that's it, guys. Woo! I think we did a podcast. That was Wait, a pretty. Why not, why not get to do a buried treasure? Oh, you can do a buried treasure. Do a buried treasure. Uh, okay. Here's my buried treasure. Uh, I'm gonna go a YouTube deep cut here. Okay. Kumo, I don't know how you say it, but Q-U-M-U is this guy who does a lot of uh, remixes of music. Yeah, it's Q-U-M-U music. Uh, so search for him on YouTube. He does His stuff is phenomenal. I could listen to it all the time. Uh, if you like, like uh, 8-bit music and uh, you have a nostalgic love for old music or even modern music like... Uh, 
he he remade all of the. See what's the new into the breath of the wild. Into the breath, into the breath, breath of, of the, the wild, wild, yes. I was, I was, I was. Uh, into the wild mixing. is the movie that is not so jolly. <laughs> no. So, anyways, he does a lot of great like music uh, remixes. Um, so you should you should all check it out. Very cool. Q U M U music. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Are you? Can you sample it? Are you uh, allowed to sample it on the show? I no. don't know. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the safe answer. Yep. Well, there you go. Uh there is the podcast. Thank you very Ooh. much. Well done, guys. I'm proud of you all. I'm proud of you. You set out in your life to do do a podcast and you have succeeded and you can mark that off your your bucket list. Podcasting I'm has happened. Really bad. Check. I'm feeling very dirty for not liking this show now. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> That's right. You go sit in the shame corner. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is not a bad thing. And if there are other people out there who feel the same way I do, just let them know to let me know. So that I don't feel alone. <laughs> oh, so alone. Thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following us at Spreaker, either in the Spreaker app or at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's guru. It's my brother, Rue, for coming in. Nicely done. Uh, anywhere you want people to find you online? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> leave them awesome. Al- leave them alone. It's, it's one of those things where like they can come to my YouTube channel if they want, or my Twitch channel and watch me play video games. But it's you gotta not. let them know what it is, though. That's right. But if they really want to, they can find me. That's, <laughs> I, that way, I know who the real he's dedicated play, he's people are. He's playing hard to get. Yeah, love it. <laughs> uh, it's, so- it's Sonic Screwdriver without the E at the end, so Sonic Screwdriver. Been using that that name as for like what 15 years now it's ridiculous hey listen doctor who references not, never get old so yeah but it's not a very good uh if you're trying to have a name for yourself if you will like if i were to make a website i can't use sonic screwdriver <laughs> you know what i mean like it just probably not work. probably not uh but I'm you can cash what was that i said i'm very i'm casual i'm not a i'm not i'm not out there to make the big books All right, so don't give him any money. Just go watch him. He doesn't want the big bucks. Uh, Much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters. Speaking of money, for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. (laughs) Sports starts three bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Lots of ways to connect with us at the podcast. You can comment on Spreaker or email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier than getting me and my brother to agree on anything. Spoiler chat for, uh, actually won't be any spoiler chat for this. This is Sif Swift. We'll just be back next week with some other movie that's coming out. Do you know off the top of your head what's coming out in a couple weeks? Predator. Oh, it might be Predator. I think so. Yeah, it might be Predator. So we'll see you next week for that. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.